This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. Dude, man, what's going on? Hello, ball. <laughs> Address the ball. That's right. What's happening? It's, like it's like a string of palopenes. <laughs> did you get that link I sent you to the guy who did was doing the impression of uh, yes. Carney? And it, I, you see a lot of guys who do impressions, and that includes, you know, he had the physique to do the uh, to the, do uh, the Gleason. The Gleason yeah, though. he had the look. But I mean, that was one of the ones where when you closed your eyes, you really would have thought it was Gleason and Carney because you know Rich Little does a pretty good job on some of his impressions. But he doesn't really nail them all to the level where you're like, you know, completely convinced that that he's doing the guy, you know. Well, most impressions are basically caricatures, audio caricatures. But his his it was like a real impression. Absolutely. It's kind of like Caliendo doing uh, uh, Bush. I think he's really close to Bush's actual cadence. Yeah, I think he nails it. Totally. In fact, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, a couple of those links that I sent you, they, are, they were from Letterman, and he, apparently he did an Impressionists Week, so he had Colin oh, Endo really? on, he had Rich Little on, I think he had you know Frank Gorshin on, and all these other guys that do all these great impressions. Colin Endo is, is the Rich Little of our time, I think, though. He does all the sports guys, though. He does, but Rich Little does hundreds of voices, literally. The thing that I always found about Rich Little is there's always a tinge of Rich Little in every single one of them. Well, he doesn't really fall into the character where he's a different sounding guy. I'm trying to think of the the Rich Little that I think is the best, and um, I'm having trouble thinking. I mean, he does a pretty good Reagan. I never really liked his Carter. You know who he did great? Um, uh, Capote. He used to really oh, yeah. nail Capote. Cosell. He, he nailed he nailed Capote. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure about that. Actually, <laughs> not going to pick that one up. No, I'm not not going to touch that one with a with a ten foot pole. <laughs> you said ten foot pole. I did. Anyways, <clears throat> what? What? What are you anyways? In? I'm I'm. Uh, Hoo-hoo! Hoo-hoo! You know, I'm I'm glossing over the uh, innuendo. Oh. You know, I was talking about this with my friend Chris, Garlic Chris, at uh, after the movies one night, and I, I made a couple of references where you really should have been the guy who got called Gutter Boy, because I honestly didn't even mean the double meaning when I said them, and you just went, oh, hey, Gutter Boy, you know, and I was like, what? And then it occurred to me that it was, so whose mind's in the gutter now? And it's not mine, because I honestly didn't mean the double meaning when I said them. I often say, say that ten times fast. I often say double entendres and don't. You know, my subconscious is working consciously or something to do it, but I'm not aware of it. I don't know. Well, you see, that's how much of an in the gutter you are. You don't even know when you're in the gutter. You're constantly just spewing forth guttural things, and and that I could, just pick up on them. That, that's probably it. Yeah. So you know, I wanted to talk about that bizarre psychic coincidence that yep, you have a uh, psychic had. friends network going on or at least a psychic friend we had a fundraiser for a guy that i work with uh last sunday Mm -hmm. i think you mentioned it before yeah and he's been out of work for eight months he's got a little illness and he needed some surgery and then they actually botched (laughs) the surgery and basically almost killed the guy because he got a really bad infection and in any case long and short of it is he's been out of work for eight months his girlfriend works but obviously two incomes are better than one 
And uh, right now they only have one. So one of the girls at work came up with the idea of doing a little fundraiser for uh, Jerry, is his name. And we did it last last Sunday. And I went really late because I was afraid it was going to suck. I was afraid there's going to be like 12 people smoking cigarettes, just talking about work. And the band wouldn't be into it because there wasn't going to be a crowd, you know. So I ended up Playing going the chicken there. dance. Yeah, I ended up going there, you know, having Nagila. <laughs> <laughs> busting out the uh, the alley cat the one where you you line dancing mac around. the knife yeah <laughs> do 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 no that's not mac the knife that was uh johnny gunn so anyway i get there late and and it ended up being an 80s metal reunion because this guy jerry used to be a really good rock and roll he's still a good singer and in the early 80s he sang in a bunch of bands <laughs> my favorite band name that he in was, that he was in was warhead <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, and his nickname was the Hammer because he's like, Rah, you know, he's. I'm trying to find some of his stuff on tape to play it because they're some of their heavy music is really good. So I got there late because I was afraid it was going to suck. But you know, when I got there, there wasn't 12 people there. There was 112 people there, and everybody was having a good time. They had a real PA system, lots of food. The band was banging, and I get as soon as I get there. I run into a former employee that I used to work with uh, named Amanda that I haven't seen in you know four or five months. And um, the first thing I noticed is that she's got kind of those weird chunky highlights in her hair. And I don't mean a little frosting or a little subtle. Stripes. Yeah, they're blonde stripes. So basically she's got alternating blonde and brunette stripes in her hair. I mean, it looks like, you know, jail bars or something. I mean, it's not subtle. I've never liked that look on anybody, and this was the most blatant version I've ever seen. But she's one of my favorite people, and, you know, she gave me a big hug. Good seeing you again, blah, blah, blah. She was always one of my favorites uh, where I work. So I uh, started looming out on the on the floor, hanging out in front of the band, grooving to some rock and roll, playing a lot of those old 80s tunes that I love. Some doing priest, your Napoleon Dynamite dance. Some Maiden, doing a little, uh, doing my Borat dance. He was break dancing. I was. He, uh, he got the cardboard out, and he was doing head spins and windmills and stuff yeah playing some scorpions and all that stuff that i love from uh days gone by days of yore and then amanda came out and joined me and we were grooving to the tunes and hanging out and just talking a little bit and getting into the music and then after a couple hours my ears were just killing me i mean they were really cranking the tunes so i had to go so i said good seeing you again she gave me a big hug good seeing you again blah 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 see you later out the door i go now it's time to go home and do laundry whatever so three or four days later one of our uh one of my friends who we often refer to on this show as Garlic Chris. She had just gotten back from a librarian's conference, which, boy, those must be a lot of fun, huh? A bunch of women with horn room glasses hanging out and talking about how they miss the uh, the old Rolodex card file system or whatever it was because they, they hate these damn computers. And I mean, really, what is there to talk about at a librarian conference other than, like, probably lack of funding, which is probably a real issue. Dewey them, and his you know? damn decimal system. Do we, do we get rid of Dewey or don't we? I don't know. There's a joke in there somewhere. It's apparently, uh, I'll have to look that one up. So, um, <laughs> I love that they go to like the one millionth decimal place sometimes, you know. And then when there's a matching Dewey Decimal number, they go alphabetically by author's last name, you know. The Dewey Decimal system's just effed up. I think Dewey was a communist. <laughs> I think he probably was. And he defeated Truman, didn't he? He did. Yeah, or at least uh, on, a, on one newspaper. So anyway, I get an email from Chris when she gets back from her librarian's conference. Oh, no, never mind. And um, Maybe that's a euphemism. Librarian's conference. I'm doing air right. quotes. It's in Vegas, so you figure it out. <laughs> and um, yeah, they're, she, they're, looking up, they're looking up some books. That's right. And she says to me, I had a strange dream with you in it the other night or last night or whatever. I was an observer, and you were hanging around on a dance floor with a crowd of people. 
and a, a woman with multicolored hair ran up to you and gave you a big hug and cried out in joy at having yeah you know, seeing you again. And that matched so much of what happened in real life at Jerry's fundraiser that it was unbelievable because I hadn't seen her in a while. She did have multicolored hair. She came up to me, gave me a big hug, said how happy she was to see me. It was just strange. I mean, I don't believe in any of that crap, you know. Um, oh, there's there's two things that could have happened. One, she legitimately had some sort of a weird psychic connection. Or two, she was stalking you and filming it and then tried to play it off as a psychic thing. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the latter, now that I, you mentioned. You know, Occam's Razor says it was a psychic connection. Yeah, really strange. But, you know, that one actually uh, raised my eyebrows a little bit. <laughs> and I, I said it to a couple friends of mine who actually do believe in the fatalism and you know astrology and all this stuff and they had to sit down their their heart started palpitating and they were like whoa that's heavy we don't know what it means but it's heavy they sat around wearing their pyramid hats and tried to figure out you know what the numbers meant in your dream that's right that's right so anyway well i believe some of that stuff is true i mean i think that we're all connected in, in a way and not like the force kind of way but i think that um even if you use some sort of scientific principle it may not even even been one of those deals where there's like spirits giving sending her messages it could have been where you know just the 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 stuff that we don't know about you know our brain brain wavelengths they they get in sync you know how you know women spending a lot of time together their cycles will, well, what will about, get in sync what about twins just twins so when right. they're apart they know when the other one dies or, or whatever you know things like that right and if you're very close to someone you think the same way they do my brother and i the my brother who passed i think i've mentioned before he and i used to think alike there was there were times when he and i were just spending time together and just out of the blue, I would say something. say the same thing at the and, same and time. Exactly. Just out of the blue. I mean, it, it happens. So well, I Chris think... could have been on the same wavelength as you, and you could have mentioned something about going to a party at some time. Well, so... on the blog, I mentioned the fundraiser, but I gave no details, no specifics about anything other than the fact that it was like a reunion, and it was a good time, and there was a fair number of people there. There was no mention of Amanda or anything. So she could have read the blog, and I know she did read the, the blog because she thought we talked about it on a podcast when, in fact... We haven't recorded a podcast since the party, so we mm-hmm. couldn't have talked about it. So, you know, maybe her brain filled in the, the rest. There was a good crowd, and then she filled in the rest. But yep. the, the fact that she mentioned multicolored hair, I mean, that's just weird because it was the first thing I noticed about Amanda when I walked in the room. Who knows? I mean, it, it could have been one of those, like, pachinko kind of things where all sorts of st- things just randomly lined up. El and, Pachinko. He's <laughs> and maybe she was thinking about randomly odd colored hair at the same time and well, that just filled in some of the gaps you know i was talking about these kinds of psychic connections with our, our uh, pagan friend leo and he doesn't dismiss them either and even though he's kind of a, a hardcore scientist kind of like like i tend to think you know we're, we're both non-believers in terms of the god sense and you know he pointed out that sagan carl sagan even used to talk about this and he wouldn't exclude it from possibility either you know we we all wonder what the mechanism is and we don't know but, you know, there's lots of examples of weird connections like you were talking about with twins and brothers and yep. relatives. And I, I remember seeing some show once where there was this dog owner in London whose dog could always sense when he was on his way home. So they started doing double blind tests. And the moment when the guy actually got on the train to start going home, the dog would start freaking out. And mm-hmm. they have no explanation for it. But the dog can always sense when his master's on the way home, even if his master's 100 miles away. You know, just strange little connections like that. Well, and, and uh, the... The late Arthur C. Clarke even once said, you know, any form of technology sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from, from magic. magic yeah. So, I mean, we don't know everything that's going on around us and what's going on in our brains and our collective society. So 
it's magic to us right now, but I'm sure that there's an explanation. But anyway, that that was my psychic. I mean, it's pretty story. cool, nonetheless. It's very it's, cool. It's amazing. It's it's yeah. I was like, whoa. I, I've read I read that exact quote that she sent me in the email to my friend Lisa, and she was like, wow. Anyway, are we gonna play a tune? Let's play some. We're music. gonna play something a little less uh, severe than we did on our last show. But don't worry, it'll be back. Yeah. One breath I'm grateful and incensed And the crossing of the lines of That I got here then of all possible moments Could have followed more appealing lines Romance joys, the chance to feel your praise As if something commands a detour These for me were early but for you late days Don't miss the chance don't miss the chance to meet her So won't you please reveal What you crossed our ways Then stole the goodness of our friendship for If I should be more indebted For the chances I get Then may I roll back to solitude and slam the door So I concurrently have lost and won Rage that the blight that prevents you going on Could have followed more appealing They lines. say to lose out and not to know at all As if something commands a detour It's far inferior to knowing and seeing one's shortfall So fortune, please reveal what you crossed our ways Then stole the goodness of our friendship for If I should be more indebted for the chances I get Then may I run back to solitude and slam the
That is so 60s. It is uh, very much 60s. 60s in a, I, I mentioned this before, in a uh, Simon and Garfunkel kind of way. Yeah, just a cool um, vibe, you know? The vibe mm-hmm. is very 60s. I like it a lot. Sometimes when they get into their groove, I can I can see, uh, you know, someone wearing one of those mini skirts running down the street in New York City, throwing her hat in the air. <laughs> that was probably in Minneapolis. Minneapolis? <laughs> yeah, that's probably where that scene took place. That girl, I think I'm thinking of? No, the one who threw her hat in the air was Mary Tyler Moore in, in the beginning of her show. I thought it was show. that girl. Yeah, well, they're all maybe, the same. Maybe, yeah, it was the same damn show. It's just they both didn't marry uh, uh, Phil Donahue. Only one of them, because they're not Mormons, apparently. <laughs> right. You hear about that big scam where there's that, that guy who uh, who had that camp of uh, polygamist sex slaves kind of thing? It sounds like my kind of camp. Tell me more. <laughs> I don't know the details, but I keep seeing... Like, now, is a polygamist fifth... a stamp collector? What is that? <laughs> no, that's a, that's a uh, numismatist. Or is that a... F- Fallaciest. Oh, <laughs> you had to bring it to the gutter, didn't you? No, no. I, Philatelist. I just, right. I heard of um, some camp where they had this these underage kids who were being forced to marry like several people. It was just pretty awful. I, 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 I have no knowledge, so we really can't speak about I'm, it. Since... Like I said, this isn't a news show. I'm not going to bring that up as, <laughs> in terms <laughs> of uh, breaking story. I'm going to give you the details. It's just I heard about it. It was pretty bizarre. Where but were, it, it could be fiction. They were bussing kids out of this camp. There were tons of them. Ugh. It could have been fiction, though. Could have been. Are you sure this is real, or was this part I saw, of a weird I saw pictures, and it was had. on CNN. Have you been hanging around with Chris? No, I, I haven't, actually. Not in a while. Not since no. the Biddy's concert, no. anyway. The first Biddy's concert. Before we get into any uh, real topic, oh, I've got some uh, some news here. This is what we're drinking today, and it's upside down. Yeah, it it's uh, it's, it's not a, right. It's it's a uh, what is this? It's a mix of some sort. It's hard to read because it's so dark. And being dark is probably in its nature. The name of this wine is Evil. <laughs> evil, evil. And I'm not I'm not falling on anything. I'm, Only I'm, a master of evil, Darth. Wait, it's Australian. It's a Cabernet, and it's 2006. It's red on black writing, so it's really difficult to read. Almost like our website was once upon a time. <laughs> Almost. No, I'm not that uh, inane or inept at uh, doing design. I wouldn't put red on black. But this is the 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 tagline for this wine is it's just wrong. The evil label is it says evil, but it's upside down. But there's a motorcycle guy on them. <laughs> no. on, the, on the logo. Around so. the neck of the bottle. He's wearing it, red, white, and blue leather. Around the neck of the bottle, it has like this tribal tattoo thing. But it's good. I like it a lot. Well, when I first pulled it out of his little wine cooler refrigerator that his wife got him for Christmas, I said, what is this, like the American Chopper brand of <laughs> he wine? He scoffed at it. I mean, I can't really see. Actual scoff. There was a scoff. It was like, <clears throat> <laughs> And uh, I was like, Paul Sr. wouldn't drink this, would he? No, he would wash his boots with it. <laughs> and those boots are made by Lugs, who is an official sponsor of them, and they've made and a bike And they're size for 11s, and, I, and apparently he sticks them up someone's butt. Every once in a while, yeah. he's been known to uh, stick them in the anal sphincter of his son. <laughs> and he makes a point to say that I'm going to stick these size 11s. That's why I know the size of them. It, really? He says 11s? Size 10, size 11. I don't know. I picture Miller's It'd like be a more seven and a threatening half. if he said size 15 or something, <laughs> wouldn't it? I mean, That's right. Anyway. I'm going to stick these size 15 fungal encrusted feet. <laughs> but no, they're just boots. Yeah. So anyway, anyway. that's the wine for today. Uh, Try the wine. But the real topic is marketing. Imagine a, that. We went from evil wine to marketing. 
Yeah, and it's not just marketing in uh, in an abstract sense, like you know, let's sell this new widget, and how are we going to market this new widget? In this case, the widget is us. <laughs> we are the widget. You, can, you called me a widget. Actually, we are the widget, and we could probably make that a song, like, and get all these artists singing it. You know, we are the widget. <laughs> well, we could certainly get the money from them. Yeah, no doubt. They we need a benefit. Well, one of the girls I work with is really good at throwing them. We'll have a benefit concert to uh, save the widget. <laughs> That's right. No, but seriously, we're we're uh, seriously. I said we're we're trying to put together a plan for you know how the hell to market us. How do we promote us as a as a show, as a concept, as a as a movement, to, as a social force that's to be right. reckoned with? Right. I mean, and and one of the things that I discuss with Rich is that I think I personally believe that one of the problems that we have is that we're general. We're generalists. We talk about pretty much everything that we want to talk about. We're not like the tech podcast show, and you can really get a narrow focus. You take one sentence, throw it down, and say, this describes us. And then all of those people who have that kind of bent will listen to us. But we talk about everything. you know. So for me, it's really difficult to come with a marketing mission statement and say, That's right. this is us. But at the same time, now I'm going to defend what we do since John is a hater and he hates it. <laughs> I don't hate he's, it. I'm, he's, he's very I, negative. John's no, very negative. No, 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 no. And he's I having always, a crisis. I always believe in self-examination, constant self-examination to better ourselves. That's right. Do you do breast exams? Yes. All okay. The time. Yeah. Okay. Other people's, but that's okay. Yeah, that's right. So... I love what we do, and since John's a hater and hates it, no, I know John doesn't. I didn't it. say I didn't love what we do. No, I, I I'm just trying to make that. it. Don't stop being so to, defensive. I'm trying to broaden the audience. I'm just trying. We to, need more broads in the audience. <laughs> that's right. But oh, boom! I love the dames and the skirts. <laughs> right. Something we were talking about before the show. Uh, terms referring to women that women hate. Alex for a hundred. Anyway, <laughs> I can think of a couple. I'm not repeating them. <laughs> no, you certainly wouldn't want to. So I, I love what we do. I like the general uh, nature of our show. The fact. I mean, we get compliments. When, when A year ago, when we uh, solicited our listeners, and we will be soliciting you again, but a year ago when we uh, were having, John was actually having a crisis again. It was his first that, crisis. Then that was, was a crisis. A sort of a nervous and, and breakdown. Then, yeah. and it, we knew, I don't know, whatever. A lot of, lot of Prozac involved. That's all I can say. Goes well with milkshakes. I love what we do. It's, it's and the one thing that all of our listeners who, who bother to comment at all say is that they feel like they're a part of the conversation because you and I are just having a conversation. There's a chemistry. There's a vibe. There's a certain... Stop touching my toes with yours. <laughs> my feet are so tucked in under my chair right now. It's ridiculous. His That's feet are tucked thing. under his ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm a contortionist over He's here. He's afraid just trying of being to touched avoid... by anything. No, that's not true. I can think of several women I'd Any, like to be touched by right mine. now. Put it that way. No, I, I'm quite confident in my masculinity. It's just that I would hate you regardless of your gender. <laughs> All right, penis. So, <clears throat> yeah, I love what we do, and I like the conversational aspects, and... Our, one of our biggest problems, of course, has been trying to find a quick, you know, at the end of the day, those two word slogans are great, right? Like chic geek or whatever, you know, they're calling things. And while I don't think we'll ever be able to be described like that, what we're trying to determine is how to describe ourselves because we've actually spent a lot of time thinking about this both together and as individuals trying to come up with like a tagline. Like I tried coming up with a tagline for my SIG file for my bloodyveg.com email address. And it was I a, am the SIG does not count. Nah, yeah, that's on the blog, on the forum rather. 
And, um, you know, it's difficult. It's difficult. So one of the things I wanted to do, and John scoffed and insulted all of you. There was a scoff. And and insulted the intelligence of all of you by saying, I don't think our audience can come up with a marketing plan, to which I replied, I don't want them to. All lies. (laughs) I could show you the email. All lies. Not forged. And I'll, I'll clarify the uh, the misstatement. You'll clarify the butter because you're Mr. <laughs> chef over there. Chef wannabe. Butter. I, I will clarify that. I did not say that nobody can think of it. I, I just said that I do not I do not prescribe to the, the theory that you would ask someone, what should we do? And they could I, come up with what what is the thing that we should do? And I'm, and I'm talking in terms of coming up with a statement or marketing plan or that kind of thing. I, I think that we should solicit your ideas. Your use of the word do we, is so different than mine. It's ridiculous. It depends on what your definition of do is. My, my definition green of do drink. is broad. Meaning, Again, with the lady insults. Meaning, meaning it could be an action. When I'm, when I'm In the context of coming up with a marketing plan, I, I'm thinking, I do not think that we should solicit what should our marketing plan be to our listeners. We could come up with some questions, and then we formulate the marketing plan. We can or, come up with some questions who knows? or ideas, and then we figure it out. Maybe we have a marketing expert amongst us. Well, that would be our, fine. In our audience. I would, so, I would love that. We're, we're, I personally, and since John hates my idea and was very, very reluctant to go on the air today. <laughs> I don't hate your idea. I just hate anything that comes forth from your ideas. My idea was just let's throw it out at our audience, right? We're going to solicit ideas from you again, you know, and uh, part of John's second nervous breakdown here. And uh, my idea was, A, come up with like a tagline for us, you know. You're, I don't know. We'll come up with a prize. We'll actually find something to give somebody, you know. Maybe we'll actually order a Bloodthirsty Vegetarians t-shirt from our website, which nobody has yet, and we'll send it to them. I'm something. thinking the official Bloodthirsty Vegetarian stool sample. <laughs> That's a good idea. It's free. And bloody. <laughs> but I'm both. Anyway, you need a little more fiber, mister. <laughs> Speak for yourself, mister. Uh, oh, I get thong. plenty of fiber. So um, we're, we're wondering if you have any ideas about how we can be described in a, in a very short tagline, if you will. You know, we're not asking you to come up with our marketing plan, but just how would you describe us? You know, in, in like, you know, 10 words or less, eight words or less, six words or less, whatever. Do your best to make it concise and short and um you know see what you can come up with what are we about what is bloodthirsty vegetarians about well and and you know we've had some conversations about this so this is sort of the punchline you know what are we about and one of the things i want to give everyone is background information is i look at other successful kind of publishing ventures like boing boing and if you're not familiar with them they're they're a collective of writers and and a cadre, if you will. A cadre. There's like four of them. They do um, podcast type things, um, and they know about publishing, and they have a, a website that, that focuses on the things that they're interested in. Like us, we focus on the things that we're interested in, but they narrow the focus down to certain things in each person's sort of personal life, like... And this is what the geek chic thing was about. But at the end of the day, I think they're as broad as we are. Well... I don't think so. Because if you look at all They've four... They've only got con- one broad. Yeah, Jenny Jardin with the fake name and the really freaky look. But, I mean, if you look at all of the contri- contributions... Contributions. That, that's the British way of saying it. The contributions that all of the writers make. I mean, geez, if you looked at the articles that they posted last week, I mean, you know, it, it went all the way from... I don't even remember some of them, but they were all over the map. And, I, you know... 
I, I, I well, I, 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 guess. I understand that they. And all... By the way, they're just a Slashdot ripoff. Slashdot was doing it first and doing it more interestingly. I'm not saying, and we've had this argument before too. I'm not saying Nothing that it has to be new. purely original. I'm just saying that. I think that it would help us to focus and try to figure out what are the things that we want to our thing in general. And I'm not putting I'm not putting like huge walls around what we can and can't do. I'm just saying you're in like general, a mime in a box. That's what you are. And I can't get out because it's glass. <laughs> That's right. It I, in general, I think that it would help us to focus on what are the things that we do, what are the things that we do best, and what are the things well, that really float our boat. I can think of one word that describes what we do, and it's conversation. And I believe that's on our business cards. And, and, it and, is. If, and, and actually, if we look to our business cards, there are seven or eight words that succinctly describe kind of what we believe and what we do right on there, any one of which we could use to describe what our show is about. What's your right. show about? Conversation. What's your show about? Community. What's your show about? Rationality. Drinking. <laughs> Drinking wine. <laughs> Getting blitzed and hitting on broads. Oh, that... Speak for yourself, Mr. Pants. That's right. He's uh, he's a married man. Hey there, fruity ass. How you doing? <laughs> did you ever listen to the Jerky Boys, by the way? Yes, I did. I, I think they're some of the funniest things I've ever heard. I, I hey there, listen. fruitcake. How you doing over there? I think that it was best in its most natural primal medium, too, like on a cassette tape that was copied 14 times. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, way before they got commercial and right. had a movie with Alan Arkin in it. You know? Right, because it was underground. Someone said, check out this tape, and it was yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. But anyways, I, I think that it would be a good idea if if we got some suggestions from the, the unwashed, huddled masses, and they told us, you know... The, the, the collective they being the you. The you. If you guys out there Use in, guys. in audio reception land can tell or us... Or at least bits, ones, and zeros land. Sure. If you could tell us what you think would be a good sort of in a bundle, wrap a little bow around it kind of statement. Put you it know, in a basket. What is it, what is it that we are? John's in it. Oh, never mind. No, no, no. No derogatory comments like the freak across the table would tell. <laughs> no. I'm gutter boy. I'm not a freak. No, and you're both. It, you're a bowler, which you're makes you even worse. We'll be talking about that next show. <laughs> we may or may not. I don't know. You know what? Okay, so we are soliciting ideas from you. See, John and I, I think on some of our earliest podcasts, like number double, triple, zero, one through, you know. When we had several more zeros than we have now. That's right. We used to occasionally joke about the orbiting space laser, and there was a time when John and I were very much like Martin Luther King, and by that, no, we're not We had a dream. We had a dream. Thank you. Steal my punchline, jerk. (laughs) Someone else had a dream, and it was about multicolored hair. That's that's right. So John and I have had uh, dreams and aspirations uh, for taking this this concept to the next level. We kind of wanted to publish a book. You know, we were going to do the bloodthirsty guide to life, the bloodthirsty guide to this, the bloodthirsty guide to that. We were going to make like a little comedy book. You know, I've mentioned out loud before that I want to start a, a record label of sorts, and that's an idea that, that um, I've shared with John, and he expressed a, a small amount of interest in as well. And um, the word small, just it, just it just surrounds you. I don't quite know what that means. It just, it just it, it orbits around your, your transom. I'm going to get you a bowling shirt. And it's <laughs> I gonna, love and it's bowling have, shirts. It's going to have it's embroidered say, in dude. it. Dude. Gutter boy. <laughs> if you do it, I'll wear it. The G-Man. The G-Man, because at one time in my life, my nickname was the T-Man, so right. that, that actually rhymes. Well, you know. Either you that or I'm going to get drink a, a little bit of tea. I'm going to get a submachine gun and start shooting at, like, you know, people selling illegal liquor. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> and suddenly I'll break into an Irish accent and say, isn't it like a Dago bringing a knife to a gunfight? 
and uh, you know it, this is funny another one of those little synchronicities today as i was driving around doing some errands i heard on npr they were mentioning something about uh prohibition and they said that um the, or inhibition no which, prohibition the the uh the prohibitionists uh what were they called the uh uh, De Niro. No. The Prohibition uh, advocates, they they went so far as to publish their own copy of the Bible that made all of the references to wine as grape juice. Oh, that's just crazy. It's, Those people are just nuts. Come on, you, as a Bible-thumping right-wing SOB, <laughs> would even agree that that's a little gun over the top. Gun-toting, you know... What do they say? Praise the Lord and pass the bullets. I mean, that's John. I mean, I'm that's looking right. at his you're, gun cabinet you're, you're right not, now. You're not going to uh, get that uh, that uh, video game cabinet out of my hands until I'm dead. <laughs> and or, the really or, funny thing, out of my cold dead John hands. has like a multi-use cabinet. It's both liquor and guns. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking at it. Actually. All of my guns are filled with liquor. And yeah. and tobacco, in fact. So, yeah, John and I would occasionally refer to the orbiting space laser, and those were our sort of grand, you know, like James Bond villain-esque dreams of taking over the world. And I just, just need a white cat to stroke while I'm in <laughs> right. his, on his yeah. lap. And it's at that point that Johnny Carson would say to Raquel Welch, what? I do not know. You know, there's this big myth out there in TV land that Raquel uh, Raquel Welch once had a cat on her lap and said to Johnny Carson, and this is not going to be G-rated, so for all of you out there who might blush, avert your, your ears. ears. Yeah. she. It was reported that she said, Johnny, would you was like- Was that Raquel Welch? Are you sure? I think it was supposed to be Raquel Welch. And she said, Johnny, would you like to pet my pussy? And it is reported that Johnny said- if you move the cat, I will, but um pump. And nobody can find any evidence of this ever happening, yet it's circulating around the internet like those myths do. I thought that was uh, Dolly Parton. No, he did say I'd give about a month's pay to look under your blouse. I remember seeing that ah. one live. Yeah, and I, that's on YouTube. That one's actually on YouTube. But yeah, so John and I have these ideas. We have these grand dreams. We have these schemes, you know, of taking over the world and just doing different things with different kinds of publishing, either. Uh, a book, you know, doing more with our blog. Electronic publishing. And, you know, maybe doing some stuff with music, which would give me a little bit more to do. Instead of sitting around, you know, calibrating the laser. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, laser calibration is really important. You know, it's got to right. be down to the nanometer and the, the trillisecond. <laughs> I don't know what the, any of that the, means. The uh, picometer. That's right. Yeah, so... <sighs> Well, yeah, we, we just have these grand ideas, but yet at the same time, we can't get the ball rolling. We can't take that first step because John's thinking is very limited. I mean, he's <laughs> – and he can't get over the fact that just because we're broad, we can be narrow too. Yeah. Now, I think for me, the biggest part of taking the right step or taking that first step is – I want to know what that step is going to be. I don't want that step to just be let's do something and then we, we go too too far into it before we even know what we want to do. I love having plans before I do anything. I love having a, a, a narrow, focused, written even, gasp, a written even plan that says this is what we're going to do and this is what our goals are. This is what we're going to accomplish. Maybe I'm too corporate here. But I really like having this stuff down on paper or even virtual paper so that we can constantly refer to it. Keep, you know, keep that, I don't know, is our, is our, is our compass, keep us going in the right direction. So actually, maybe you guys, in addition to coming up with, uh, you know, a one word short sentence that describes what we are, make a list 
what are we strong? What are we good at? What, what, you know, that's going to be a short list maybe, but, um, you know, if you have any ideas, what are our strengths? You know, you as a listener, yeah, we got some emails back that said a lot of things and, um, what are our strengths? I mean, you know, I, I see my strength as, um, my height, for example, and that translates very well on a podcast. And, you know, in business, most people are, um, of some height. (laughs) What does that mean? That means that they have height. That's true. They're not completely two-dimensional. They're not flat. So I think that would benefit us in, you know, if you need to get stuff off the top shelf somewhere (laughs) in some sort of business. That's right. So I'm I'm trying to be nice. Yeah. (laughs) And you're finding it difficult. Why is that? Why does that not surprise me? You know what? No fade. The wine shows no fade after um, two years. (laughs) It's an 06. It's an aught six. So anyway, there you go. We've put it out there. We've we've put it out into the universe. Um, you can help be part of the um, acquisition of the Bloodthirsty Vegetarians Orbiting Space Laser. And uh, speaking of orbiting space lasers, that was pretty much the theme of uh, that second Steven Seagal movie, the one after the battleship. <laughs> you know what? They're all the same to me. And they share one thing in common. I have not watched a single one of them. Actually, you know, the second one got two thumbs up. From who? The guys who give the thumbs. Someone who had his his big toe removed and grafted to his thumbs. That's now we're talking about Eastern Promises, and you, uh, we've come full circle to the Russian mob and Lincoln. No, I want to summarize this whole segment and say these are the things that I think that we would like to do. I don't think anyone has shared any of this stuff with us, or we've shared with, shared with them. We'd like to publish, whether it be in print form or electronic form. We still want to continue with the podcast, obviously. We want to do something with audio, music, maybe even um, a record label, maybe finding new I've new fantasized musicians. About, about a record label because I've always wanted to be an A&R guy, an artist and a repertory guy, you know, who goes around and goes, man, they're good. I'd really like to record them, but I'd like to be able to do it. I have access to a studio where I could record people for a very small amount of money. I'm sure I could talk to the people who own the studio and say, listen, I'm going to give you 20 bucks for gas and lights a day and I'm going to make records here and they'd be cool with it or something like that. And uh, yeah, I've always wanted to do the record label thing. I know it's just crazy, but... So I think that we could probably do some of these things, you know... And Publishing. Even, and even combine them, you know. We can we can do some promotion because we know something about, you know, doing website development or and... John and, does anyway. Well, that's what I mean. We've got all these varied skills that, that we could do something you know, and they, with. They mesh. They, they mesh. They mesh together quite nicely. So give us your suggestions, and we'll we'll duly print them out, and we'll we'll print them out, and we'll fold them up, and we'll maybe throw them at each other, and then maybe come we, up with we, a real plan, and let we you might know even what's going on. we might even read them, <laughs> we might even pay attention. Shudder the thought. Anyway, let's. Um, oh wow, we're venturing back into the land of music that no one wants to hear, and you know what? I would sign these guys. They would be on our label. They're awesome. All let's four of them. Check it out.
guys and i'm actually not certain i think they're all guys but i have no idea i think i saw the promo picture and i believe it's all men so i think we're safe in saying it's guys that was the four bags and uh that song was called k lounge which is say your joke that's yeah, where k fed hangs out yeah but then they don't let him in anymore anyways and and we missed the the first one it's the portraits with fortune so that was the first song that very 60s kind of uh vibe uh, I, what i did want to say was that the female singer and, and in fact a lot of their music in general some of which we don't want to play <laughs> reminds me of a band called renaissance with a, a singer named annie haslam and um, i like this woman she reminds me a bit of annie haslam the the woman in the portraits but i like this woman in the portraits better than annie haslam so there you go not like Annie Lennox at all. No, but I like Annie Lennox, too. Yes. And I'm just, we're running so long here, I'm just very, 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 very briefly going to talk about a film I saw a couple of weeks ago at the MWPAI.org called Caramel. And it was a film that was shot in Beirut, Lebanon, and it was kind of, uh, it didn't have Eddie Murphy, and it didn't take place in a barbershop, but what it had was a bunch of Lebanese women, and it took place in a beauty salon. <laughs> 
Same kind of concept. Yeah, though. actually, they're yeah. all just hanging around. They were kind of hanging around, and we got to see what was going on in their lives. And each one had a little bit of a, kind of a different dysfunction. You know, one of the women, one of the the women wanted a relationship, and yet she was having an affair with a married man. One of the women was about to be married, but she wasn't a virgin, so she was afraid that her husband would find out. Maybe you know, if she didn't like bleed on her, her wedding night or something. I don't know. Uh, one of the women was uh, an actress who was getting a little long in the tooth and couldn't really compete at auditions with the younger women. Yeah, and what we ended up seeing was kind of the evolution of these characters uh, throughout the film, and it was about life. And I liked it very much. A uh, very humorous film, uh, very sweet. The the film, the title was Caramel, and the thing that's interesting about that is that apparently in some places in the world, caramel, like some sort of... Um, um, burnt sugar. Burnt sugar concoction is used instead of wax to remove hair. Re- oh, yeah. It makes sense. It's yeah. very sticky. Yeah. So the we would see this woman preparing the sugar water and caramelizing it in the beginning of the film, and then she would eat it, and I was going, okay. And then we would see them spreading it on the legs of women and, like, yanking it off, and I was like, ew, <laughs> let's, not eat, let's not eat it now. <laughs> it's like, you know, fly in the soup, hair in my caramel. That's it. Yeah, that's right. The bikini wax would be, forget about it, you know. Oh, I, I also wanted to mention, uh, if you're, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt your, I'm, your I'm done. I just okay. want to say, well, what I'll say is it's uh, directed by Nadine Labaki. It was a, a woman, a 2007 film. Uh, it was a co-Lebanon France production rated PG 95 minutes. And uh, again, it was largely in Arabic and a little bit in French, but, uh, I liked it. I would, I would recommend it. Yeah. Well, so I, what I was going to say was I'm still watching that whole John Adams thing. Still an amazing, an amazing series, very well acted, and I'm still reading the John Adams book. Which uh, from that, you know, again, I'm I'm learning more from this book than I did in all of my high school days of American history, and I didn't realize that John Adams basically single handedly came up with our form of government, our form of uh, legislation. He he came up with the the structure of the the legislative branch, the judicial branch, and the executive branch, and how the checks and balances should work in one document. Did they talk own. about the time machine that he built? He you know they didn't talk about that, but there was something in there about slee stacks. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall, Will, and Holly right. on a routine expedition. But I, I was just I'm, I'm impressed, and maybe I should have learned this back when I was you know in. 1617 hormonal and all that. Now, did they put Enoch in the miniseries? <laughs> no, no, no. Chaka. Oh, okay. But I, I'm, I'm just still impressed and amazed at, at some of these the, the feats that these guys uh, performed under under duress, so to speak. And I'm, I'm, I was shocked to find out that our entire government was was drafted by a single guy. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Well, a lot of those guys did a lot of cool things. You know. Yep. But they were still, you know, faulty human beings. Uh, of course. One of my favorite people is Ben Franklin. He contributed so much to everything from literature to science, you know? What a, yeah, what he a was definitely a, a Renaissance kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, this may be a stretch, but a, a Da Vinci, if you will. Yeah, perhaps I'm, not as, as um, prolific, but a Da Vinci in his own way, I would say uh, I, I think he, Franklin was. I think he followed in those footsteps. I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare him with Da Vinci really so much and, and if you watch this series you'll see more of his faults than his, his uh i don't know his his skills <laughs> but i think well yeah but you're seeing one side of him but i've read an interesting biography of da vinci and uh the guy was brilliant he had a lot going on yeah and uh, no, not da vinci i mean franklin. Uh, franklin yeah and and franklin I, so i actually don't think it's too much of a stretch to compare well, him to da vinci the thing is during the, the whole revolution and during the period where they were doing the, the whole uh constitution declaration of independence during the war itself 
he was actually at the end of his life. He was in his 70s. So a lot of his accomplishments and all of that, you know, they happened before then. He was already a, a, a celebrity, a known figure at the time. So, you know, when when they were, I guess, filming this whole thing, they, they were showing him as the kind of lewd, crude kind of old guy that he was. At well, the time. another reason I like him so much. <laughs> Right. He was gutter boy you, in you his own day. You aspire to be gutter I, boy. I aspire to be Ben Franklin, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Anyway, let, you we know, are way long. Wait, yeah, just hit the button or something. Oh, that button. That's the one. Who's button, button, who's got the button, to quote one of our favorite uh, candy makers. I push the button, and we have klaxons. <laughs> it's amazing. It's it's truly it's remarkable. Funny. And you mentioned the candy maker, and Actually, I was watching that. It was on television again. If I'm not week. mistaken, Ben Franklin invented the klaxon. Did he? I have no idea. It, I don't know. I think it, the Germans invented it just so when their U-boats submerge, they can make that noise. I think it was cool. It was one of those things where they said, let's make a manly noise. Anyway, you've been listening to the Bloodthirsty Vegetarians. My name is Rich Wilgus. I'm John Tallarico. Check us out on the web, www.bloodyveg.com. Send us all sorts of feedback. Especially, especially for this show. Yeah, especially for this show about our marketing plan. That's right. Feedback at bloodyveg.com. And check out the forum, bloodyveg.com slash forum. And remember, you listening to the VIB.